Have you ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious and yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere. This is Inez Simpson, and with me is my sidekick, the wonderful Martin Gover. So today we're going to do something a little more unique and a little different. Uh, so far, we've been doing this for a while, and now many people are starting to understand what hypnosis is and isn't. So now we're starting to get some uh, emails and people asking about what is a hypnosis session like? What goes in on in the secret sessions in hypnosis? <laughs> what are the underlying mysteries and secrets? So what are we going to do? We're going to have a little... Martin and I are creating this little documentary on what a hypnosis session is. We're actually going to do the um, not the whole session because um, mm. hypnosis sessions from the uh, view from a spectator is not a spectator sport. It isn't. It's like watching paint dry. But we will go through. You're going to do an actual induction on me. Yeah. And I'm getting it for free, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but we'll go through the steps of a session. So let's, yeah. let's start with that. The steps of a, a hypnosis session. Well, obviously, first of all, somebody contacts you. Yeah. F from contact, we talk on the phone or email or whatever. And from there, we go to getting them to understand that they need to watch a, a video on a pre-talk and telling me, making sure they know everything I'm explaining to them. Because that's part of what I need for, and I will also get them to do a small consult with me, preferably uh, if they're close, live, uh, on Zoom, or even on the phone. But essentially, I want to see the whites of their eyes. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's sort of, as you say, uh, hypnosis is a team sport. Yes. And it has to be um, involvement from both parties. Obviously, that's what we talk about in the pre-talk, but also that... It works for both parties, right? Yes. And what that means is I want to see what the rapport is between us. I want to see what the belief system of the person is. I want to, I just want to know how they're going to work with what I work with. Yeah. If I can think of a better style of hypnosis for them, I would tell them some, to go with someone else. Do you understand? Yes. It's very unlikely because most of the time, I think the universe brings me all the people that are definitely in, in suit me. So, but it would happen if I thought that we did not have the rapport needed and it's not about, uh, you know, making more money or anything because I give those out free and it's, it's definitely makes the work go better. The consult is free. The consult is free, but it makes everything go better. And also, um, you've got a lot of videos and stuff out there. So you're typically getting people who have watched those videos and therefore connect with you. But let's, but uh, for a generic hypnosis yes. session. A consult would be usually advisable, and if you're a client calling in, I'd ask for one. So you know yeah. if you trust, not trust, but work with that hypnotist. You need to know what that hypnotist is like, and you need to know if you trust it, and if you need to know, get into the most positive place to do the work. Right, because it's not like going to see, well, it is, I guess, but it's not so much like going to see a dentist or a doctor who are going to do a specific thing. This is going to be an interactive deal here. Yes, Okay, so you've had the consult and all goes well, and then you give them this thing called a pre-talk, yes. which usually is a video, right? Yes, I usually give them the video. Now, for one thing that's important to me is to see if they will have the investment in themselves to watch it. How long, how long are these videos, do you think? Uh, 
15 minutes or so. I think 15 minutes of time, if if the client is not willing to invest 15 minutes in themselves, there's a, there's a thought in my head. Let's see where we're going from here. Um, yes. So the pre-talk and the purpose of that is, what does that do? It's to take away the misconceptions they may have about hypnosis. Mm -hmm. You can ask somebody and say, do you know what hypnosis is? And you say, yeah, I've been listening to your show forever. But uh, somewhere in there, there still have, may be some misconceptions. And the biggest one being, well, the biggest couple being. Well, that they are not in control. And that they're a zombie. That they, yeah. They, they, you'll hear nothing, see nothing, <laughs> and yet somehow they're going to hear something. And, yeah. I used to have lots of people come into my office and say, well, I've had big hypnosis before, but... I wasn't asleep, and when they told me to wake up, remember I told you about semantics, people. Uh, they figured that they weren't asleep, so they did it all wrong. And they've also said, "Well, I heard everything on my yeah, so and I heard everything, so that means I, I wasn't asleep." Yeah, so it couldn't have worked. So that's why I say to hypnotists, please change your language from going into hypnosis and coming out of hypnosis, and let them know their conscious mind is going to be chattering on some level. Yeah. The the hypnosis states they do are not going to be zombie states. They're just no. going to be hypnosis, which means you just go into a deeper state no. of, of focus, if you will. That doesn't mean that they necessarily will not totally let go sometimes. They will, if they get in real trust, they will go into that and just be observing or not even bothering to observe and enjoying themselves wherever they are. That can happen, but it's unlikely in the first session of hypnosis. And so then, okay, so now they come, to, they've seen the free talk, they come to the office for the session, for the yeah. appointment, and you do, um, like in a uh, medical office, you do intake? or what, what Well, yeah, my intake is relatively small, but different hypnotists and different styles of hypnosis will allow different intakes. In my intake, I don't need to know anything about the client. I can take them through Simpson protocol and allow them to work with their higher mind. So from differences are that some people will not work that way and it might be ideal for that person to be working with that person. That doesn't mean, so they will do something entirely different than what I do. And it may be the, what you're going for. Let's say you're going for um, hypno a birthing program. Yes. Then you probably would want more intake like in yes. medical. Yes, you need all that. So it all depends on what you're doing. But mostly for me, I don't need a lot. I don't need to know the stories. They can tell me what they choose to tell me, but I don't need everything, you know, bared like they've gone to a counselor or all the other things. I don't need to know the conscious stuff about it. Yes, because it's going to be as... Because their mind's going to be working on it, and I'm not doing anything except leading them where right. they need to be. Right, and as your friend Bob Burns says, if it was a conscious problem you're coming for, you, you'd already yeah. fixed it because that's where you're living. Yeah. We're going to deal with some other parts of you, so the conscious yeah. is not... It, the conscious's concerns are really not, sorry, no, the conscious's belief are really not of importance here because yep. that's not the part that's going to do the work. So there's people like Bob Burns, me, and a few others, um, you know, the Jeffrey Stevens Project, all that, Rob the Grove, that we all come from a similar mindset, and that is that the mind will do it for you in whatever way that is. So we all have a different style. We all do it slightly differently. So... And the other people will maybe read you scripts and some people will tell you metaphoric stories and some people will do all kinds of different things. So you need to know if you're in rapport with that. And that's why I always suggest that it's good to talk to that hypnotist before you just show up for a session. 
And then we get to, so now we start the session, and I think most people's uh, focus in hypnosis, in terms of looking at it or or, or watch it on YouTube, mm-hmm. whatever, is the induction, induction, induction. That's all yeah. you see is the induction. You see millions of induction, but all the, but they all tend to do the same thing. And the induction will be the smallest part of the session. This yes, the very the smallest part of the session. Now, I choose when I'm teaching to teach the what we call the Elman induction. And I maybe upgraded the language a little bit and, and actually made it much more compact. But Elman used to like doing work in very short order. And he taught doctors, dentists, and to get people into hypnosis in a minute. And this was? At a right depth. And this was back in the 50s and 60s. So I've sort of upgraded the, the language for today's uh, mind. Mm-hmm. And it was Dave Elman and uh, Milton Erickson are the sort of the founders of yeah. considered the founders yeah. of modern hypnosis. And Erickson would do in, would do an induction, but it's completely different form. Yes, ending up in the same place. Yes, to get the mind to do the work. Yes, so there is no wrong way. Just so you know. Okay, so you have an induction, then you what's called you. Then we do deepeners. So get because yeah. you're looking for a certain state of I'm, trance. Well, to do I'm the work. working to get them at the deepest state they can go to Well, in know, that day. Well, if you get them too deep, of course, you, you lose them. Well, uh, yes, it's unlikely in a first session for them to go that deep. So I'm going to ask if every now and then I'll get a no to that because their depths will go too deep. Mm-hmm. Because you're looking for a particular mm-hmm. state where you can yeah. do the work. But in general. I'm looking for the client to let go and what we would say very profound somnambulism at least. Right. And then you begin the work. And we're going to do a little, we'll talk a little bit. You won't see the work because there's really nothing to see. And and you won't hear the work because there's really nothing to hear. So we're going to compact a lot of it. And it's just an idea of what happens in a session. Right. And the different variations of work that can be done or is is done in a session. Yes. Different ways of looking at it. So then the work is done, and that is, well, we'll talk about that, is working with the, the mind to uh, get the outcome the client came in yes. for. So the issue is gone. See, for, for what I do is very different. People come in, and they'll say, these are my symptoms. And uh, so the hypnotist will also think to find the cause of those symptoms. But I've even gone beyond that kind of thinking. And my kind of thinking is, uh, let's say, imagine a bunch of dominoes and to get them to go, you know, that when you see them, set them all up and they go around da, 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 and they make this totally go down. That's what we want. So I want to know what the first domino is supposed to be set at and the next one and the next one to get to the outcome, which is the end when they're all gone down. Mm-hmm. And so that's the way I look at hypnosis. So I let their mind tell me what needs to be worked on first. Right, and then second, yeah. and then third. Answer, yeah. I never say, I think this is what we're going to do. Uh, I'll always say to the client, what we're going to do is work on issue, 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 till we get to the outcome and all the dominoes are down. And the outcome is the thing that... What they desire, what they really desire, not something that they think they desire. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is they, they want to either stop smoking, they want to do this, they want to do Lose that. Weight. Lose weight, do all those things, but there's much more to that outcome when it's holistic. Mm-hmm. Surrounding that. Yeah. Because you're not interested in them, say, having test anxieties. Well, there might be other anxieties around that. Yeah. You want them to take away the anxiety of their, that's showing yeah. up at that time. Yeah. Anyway, a complete holistic, Much more process. big picture, right? Big picture. So then the work, and then you confirm the work, both with the mind and with, with their higher mind. Yes. Is, is it all done? 
and also, of course, with the client's conscious mind. Yeah, with their conscious mind as well. So it's a balance between having the conscious know stuff and having them let go and let their mind do the rest. And then you um, let them emerge or whatever it is. Yeah, back, well, emerging is always good. Yeah. yeah, emerging is good. So notice when I say emerge, that all that means is they get to where they come back in predominantly a conscious and I notice you will ask them to emerge and ask their mind to make sure that they are grounded when they are coming yes. back. Yes, they're... for driving, for this, for that, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And then perhaps if there's a little debrief from the client, may may have some things to say or may not. It's up to yeah. them, right? Yeah. In a debrief at the end, they'll either, they, most of the time what I hear is the first thing they say is, wow, that was weird. Because their mind gives them all kinds of information. Mm-hmm. And... Less for some, more for others. So it's different. It's going to always be appropriate to the client. I don't purposely tell them anything. Mm-hmm. I ask the superconscious, what we call that code word for that part of their mind that knows everything, um, just to give them as much knowing and understanding as they need. Because I would say, uh, well, would you say probably 60, 70% of your clients are always usually first-time hypnosis or yes. hip in terms of therapy. I would say, yes. Uh, so it's always a, little a good seventy percent or something, yeah, and and we are going right to hypnosis that is definitely holistic, using all aspects of the mind, body, and spirit. Okay, that's sort of a little breakdown of um, a session. So now we are going to go to we're going to go to the office, yes. the operating room, and uh, <laughs> you're going to do a live in well, not live, you do a real induction. I'll um, do a real induction. Real what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn hi this is inez simpson thanks for listening to the show hypnosis everywhere if this is the first time listening well we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on voice america page and in hypnosis everywhere website all free for you to listen to anytime The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol Hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Okay, so here we are in uh, Inez's office. This is where the whole deadly deed is going to be done. It's an office, it's got a nice comfy chair, and she has her own chair. And I'll be the uh, person being, what do you call it, Indu- inducted. I'm going to be inducted. <laughs> You're going to be going to hypnosis. And just uh, mention, as Inez stated before, this is a hypnotic induction. It's not a spell. Just because you listen to this on the radio, it doesn't put you into a state of anything. All hypnosis, as we say, is voluntary. Is intention and voluntary. Is, is intention and voluntary. Um, so that you can listen to this, no problem. If you decide to choose to use it at some point, when you're not climbing a ladder or driving a car or something, um, you can. You, you can. It's probably better to go to esdaleinstitute.com, esdaleinstitute.com, and get the free hypnosis, self-hypnosis stuff there, because this will be, uh, and Ez is going to be doing this, at the pace I go, so really not the pace of the listener. But it's just, it's an interesting documentary on how to do an induction. Also, I want to mention that, uh, as Inez said, there's lots and lots of inductions, and inductions is the show part of hypnosis. This is not for show, she's doing this to get to work. So it's basically to get me to a state where she can do the work. So um, anyway, the process shall begin. Okay, I'm going to sit oh, down. Good, I'm glad you're going to get to sit down. So. Let's say now I finish doing the intake with the person, which could be as much as they need, questions, etc., and all that kind of stuff. So now we're going to be at where we're going to go and start going into hypnosis and doing and allowing everything to happen. So the first thing I would do would be make a contract, as Martin says. I'm getting comfortable. Yes. So the contract is, Martin, are you willing to go into hypnosis? Yes. Are you willing to do the work? There's work. There's work. Are you willing to allow your mind to do the work for you? Okay. Work will be done. All right. And are you willing to go as deep as you can go today? Yes. Good. Now, why do I say that? Are you willing to go as deep as you can go today? Because I'm letting them know there's no pressure to do anything that they don't choose to do. So everything is always about choice. And we'll talk about that usually in what I call my pre-induction interview with the client is just to explain those things. Now, all things are um, in hypnosis are what I call totally up to you. It's always about choice. And people believe, many people believe that hypnosis is something that puts them under. And that's another word I don't like to use because you're going into it. Under means that you are not in control. And understand that you have more control in hypnosis than you do normally. So you can choose to shut the hypnotist down if they are doing anything you don't like them to do. Or you could open your eyes and say, you know, the word that you might use. (laughs) 
So understand, so this is what I do with the client now. I'll just explain that to them. So I'm just going to explain to you that it's always your choice to do what you can do. The more you allow yourself to do, the more the mind will give you. So, for example, if I keep my hand very loose and I don't put stress in it, it means I can't close my hand, true? Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, in that case, I can also choose to put stress in it and open them. So I'm going to show or close it, sir. Well, no, yeah, sorry, thanks. I'm backwards. So anyway, um, what happens is it's a total choice. So what I'm going to show you first is what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to show you how to do it very simply and easily. And then I'm just going to ask you to do it. Is that okay? Okay. So I'm going to close my eyes and please don't close yours at this moment and just watch what I'm going to do. Okay, so I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to let them relax to the point where I know if I leave it there, they won't open. So I'm just showing the client my eyes not opening. And then I show them, of course, as soon as I change my mind and choose to open them, of course I'll open Anyway, you say, you know, I found that the easiest thing to do was to tell people, can you close your eyes? Is that all right? Just ask them, right? So, but we are using what we call the Elman induction. And the reason I'm using that, and I usually teach it to people, is that we can know how much the client's allowed and what depth they are, because we know what certain things are. And usually you would have to do that with testing. But because this is a whole process, you know exactly where the client has allowed themselves to go. Now, they're going to still be think they're not anywhere further than that light state most of the time. But we know that they are in that place of what we call somnambulism. From there, we're going to deepen till we get at least profound somnambulism and maybe deeper. That's what we do, and that's what we know how to do. So just getting back to the four points of the hypnosis of the element, I'm just going to tell you what it is now. It's when you get them to close their eyes, just like I said just now. And then we do some deepeners. And then we do another process where you'll see, you'll hear me uh, say, I'm going to pick up your hand in a moment. We do that. And then we let go of numbers. So once that's accomplished, you know that they're at least in the beginning of somnambulism and you must continue to deepen. You may notice that my version does not use fractionation as most hypnotists believe fractionation is the best deepeners. And yes, fractionation is great. Fractionation is all about creating an illusion. When people go in and out of hypnosis, they tend to go, every time they go back in, they go in much deeper. So we create this illusion for them by getting them to open their eyes on a count of three and closing them. And we do that several times. And usually it's one of the best deepeners going. But I have found I don't need it in this level. If I had a client who needed it, I would use it. Okay, let's go. All right. All right. All right, here we go. So allow your eyes to close. Now focus on them and let them relax to the point where they won't work, meaning that you will just leave the relaxation in the muscles. When you can do that, test them. Let the eyebrows move so I know that you're testing. Wonderful. You can stop testing. That's great. Now just focus on your eyelids again for a moment. And that depth of relaxation you've allowed in those muscles, your mind will take from the top of your head to the very tips of your toes. That's it. Very good. 
Now, in a moment, and I always tell clients what I'm going to do, so the now in a moment thing is so that they don't do it before they need to. So I'm going to count from 10 down to 1. I'm gently going to press on your shoulder. With each breath, your mind will allow you to go much deeper. Whatever that means to your mind, it'll do it. You don't have to do a thing. Your mind will do it for you. Here we go. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Now, in a moment, I'm going to pick up your hand by the thumb. When I do, I'm going to ask you to let me pick it up by myself, totally by myself, and allowing you to keep the relaxation you've allowed to go into that arm and body. And as I do, when I drop it back to your lap, it'll even take you deeper. That's wonderful. That's great. Now... There may be the odd client that doesn't let that go, and then you know that they're still uh, trying, and they're still controlling and everything. So you need to address that, and hypnotists are taught how to address that. From here, we're now going to uh, get them to allow numbers to go. So in a moment, I'm going to show them how to do that. So Martin, I'm going to show you here. This is what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to count backwards like this from 100 slowly. Between each number, the mind will double the state to the point where after a few numbers, you can just choose to let them go, and the mind will become clear and aware at that time. So this is how. 100. 99. 98. And then you can just choose to let them go to create that awareness and relaxation if you like, or just totally being in charge and control. Thank you. So count for me out loud backwards, please, slowly. Thank you. The mind doubles the state. It continues to deepen. And you can choose to let them go anytime. Letting them go now anytime. Wonderful. Awesome. Now, I know he was in a pattern, and he stopped counting in that pattern. So now I know he's let them go, or I could ask him. But either way, now I'm going to ask him, uh, do you like the beach, Martin? Now, if he didn't, I'd have to do something different. But I'm going to do this. It's just a deepener, and it'll take him even deeper than the place we're at now. So I'm going to ask you, just in your mind's eye, put yourself at the beach, the beach you want to be at. The only thing I ask in this scenario is that you let the tide come in and that you can write your name at the edge of the water in some sand or something. So when you've created that scene in your mind's eye somehow, 
just move your index finger. So I know you've done it. All right. So now just allowing that tide to come in. And as it does, it always ebbs and flows. So it comes in and then it goes out a little bit. It comes in and goes out a little bit. So as it comes in, it's going to bring in more calm. And as it recedes, it's taking out tension. In comes more calm. Out goes more tension. In comes more calm. Out goes tension. It continues to do that till it's covered your name and the water has totally covered it and it's gone. Just move that index finger when that's happened in your mind. Wonderful, thank you. So now we're going to call this level A that you're at because we need something to compare to in our mind's eye somehow. So we're going to go from A to B. Your mind's going to do it for you. It's going to give you a sense, a knowing, a feeling, and it can't make a mistake. So as soon as the mind has taken you to B, it'll let you know somehow, and you can move this finger. So all the way down now to B. Wonderful, thank you. So now we're going to do the same to C, because now we're, what we're doing compounding, which means every time you double a double, it's compounding, it's getting bigger all the time. So all the way down to C now. Let me know with that finger when you're there. All right, so now this is super conscious mind. I'll start to talking about that and I'll start doing my process. It'll start being done the work so we can start doing what we need to do for that client. Great. We've got him what I know is at least in deep somnambulism. And from there we can even go deeper. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa! Hey Google! Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Hi. This is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show, Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and in Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us. 
the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere, and Martin and I are now back here. Um, We've done an induction now, and now we're going to talk about all aspects. The reason I used that induction, of course, was because it lets me know he was where we call somnambulism. Okay, let me just quickly break in there then. So somnambulism, some somnambulism. Somnambulism. <laughs> somnambulism is a state, a recognized state of hypnosis. Yes, it's what we call the working state, usually. There is the light state, like when you closed your eyes and, the, and then that does some self-focus and, and enlargement. But ultimately, if you want to do anything like anesthesia, if you want to do anything, suggestion for pain, if you want to use it in the hospital, uh, you will need at least somnambulism and preferably profound somnambulism. So that means that at the top, you're still, uh, your conscious is still present pretty well, even with the subconscious. That's in theory, that's the idea. And so that the conscious can still interfere. And as soon as, especially though, if it's got the desire to not feel pain, to not whatever, mm-hmm. it will help and not interfere, right? So you have a good working state. That's with suggestion, right? You with got- suggestion. So when you go down to profound somnambulism, it gets more improved, of course. It becomes easier, faster, and much easier for the client. And then if you get to what we call Esdale, where that was the myth that we had in the old days that you know, people would go into this state naturally. We, we didn't know much about it. And people would say they got stuck there or people thought they got stuck there. Not the people in the hypnosis. No, people, the other people the watching. Because they didn't come out when the stage guy told them to come out. Mm-hmm. And that was because they felt so great. Because in that state, there's nothing hurting you in any way. There's You're feeling mentally great. Everything is perfect. You I just want add- that hypnotist to go away just leave you alone and actually you can see on youtube and still some of the actually do operations at that level yes uh, pain-free yes that's true and that's what the whole thing is for so i like to work i i have figured out a way leave one arm in somnambulism set up idiomotor responses so i got the yes and no's and we could actually communicate and that had been never done before because at that level we thought they couldn't do anything it is just that they were feeling so good they wanted us to go away yeah and it's harder to move at that st- physically to move physically your body. they don't move the body at so all if you, so what you're saying is you put them in, as it were in esdale and leave a part of them a little bit higher state yeah. or a bit less of a state like less of a state some numbers so the fingers can move and everything so we can still say yes and no things and then after Esdale, mm-hmm. there is another state. There is another uh, that Walter Secourt uh, came up came upon. Came upon, yeah. Yes, he came upon it in a, an interesting, lots of interesting stories. 
But it, ultimately what they found out is now when they did some studies and all that kind of stuff, and then the body could heal eight times faster at that level. And it was theoretically like the conscious is not present. It would become con present. They did all kinds of tests, you know, yell fire and all that. If it knew it was just baloney, it didn't. But if it was something real, the person actually became out before, like a precognizant mm -hmm. of that. It's interesting. And that's so, where you're doing a lot of your experiments now with that well, level. Yeah, we like to see what we can do with it. It's the healing, especially uh, if we can get people to allow themselves to go that deep. That's mm. always the trick, isn't it? It's about getting the fear gone of what I might do to them or something. So once they get into that and they can go to support, and they, there's, a, um, there's probably all kinds of other sideways steps and stuff mm -hmm. we don't know about. I'm sure there's got to be more. Always. And, and as you see, of course, all, these are not um, only induced by hypnotists. These are all natural states. It's just they use them on purpose. Yes, for, we put them on purpose. For That's work. what we're doing. We're taking a natural state and doing it formally and keeping it present and the client present in it. Okay, let's side, side issue there. So yes. back to inductions. So understand any induction can work. I could have done an instant induction, but I would have, and then I would have added... Um, what would I consider the back end of that almond induction, letting the numbers go or doing something similar? So uh, that would tell me the same because it's about the process, not necessarily about the induction. Those of you that have been looking at YouTube know there's millions of inductions. That's what you see on YouTube typically, the street hypnosis will be an instant induction. It's yeah. like a snap of the finger. Yeah. An induction is an induction. Yeah, and some people will go very deep with that. And some people won't. So that's why I like to know exactly where my client is. And that seems to be the easiest. Now, for me, I only ever use one induction with a client. I never have to use a second because I teach some self-hypnosis in that session. And they can go right there on their own and we can start work right away. And also just on this induction thing is that on street hypnosis and the videos on the yeah. YouTube, you'll just see them do the induction. They're not going to yes. do much work after that. No. Because they don't even know where this person is. No. Is it light? Is it but a stage hypnotist, it looks like they're maybe not even doing an induction. Or, or you see the snap of the finger when they're in the chair, you know, yeah. they do that. But that person's already in hypnosis. They've been working that crowd since they started. So yeah. it's, a, it's quite a long induction yeah. on stage. So they actually know all the same rules that we have to follow, stage hypnotists. Because today's stage, stage hypnotists are better trained than any other time they have been in the past. So they know exactly what they need to do to get, they have to go through the process. They have to do all those things. And they'll start with small incremental things because there's a rule that says once you get an effect, you'll get another one a little bit bigger next time. And then they'll accept more and more as you go along. So again, wanting them to be in a state that's as deep as needed to do the work. Yeah. And in um, this case, it's entertainment, but yeah. it still works the same. But they know, just like you know, that you, they're doing covert tests all the time yeah. to let those people to find out which ones they can do the work yeah. with and which ones they can just yeah. leave. And they also want somebody to be creative. Yeah. Now, if you're not that creative, they're not going to use you that much because... It, this is supposed to be fun mm -hmm. and creative. So entertaining. Entertaining. All right, back to the work. So now we have a person at a state and you're going to do the work. And, and there's, of course, depending on what kind of hypnosis is being used, like the hypnotists have different... Uh, In different styles. Different yeah. styles. And yours is to use deep states and to access 
whatever, the higher mind, superconscious, well, whatever this I is. I call called. it the superconscious because people say, what is that? And I said, well, it's the part of you that can know anything. Mm-hmm. So do I know exactly what that is? Could be collective unconscious, could be anything, could just be your higher mind. I don't know. And I don't want to put a distinct concept on it about that because I don't want to limit it. But what you have found after 20 years of constantly doing this, well, almost oh, 20 15, years. 15, 16 years, yeah. Is that you always get the outcome. The, yeah, the client, much easier and much better. The mind better. will give a client an outcome. Yeah. yeah. Which is the purpose of the work. Yes. The induction is to get them to trance. It's not entertainment. And then after that, it's work. And I notice also you say, um, you've you got to think of it from a client's point of view. They're sitting in a nice, comfortable chair, eyes yeah. closed. Um, after the initial maybe concern about hypnosis, they start to drift around a bit. Wonder what she's saying, or wonder is there a seagull outside, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then they emerge. You tell them to emerge, and then you always say, "Now, don't forget, you have done work, emotional work." Yes. And emotional work is draining and can be tiring. So I ask them to be kind to themselves, take care of themselves that day, just take it easy and let it process. Right. And then there's the and your process is really the client from their conscious perspective, seems to be doing nothing. Well, in the work, they most of the time seem to be doing nothing. Unless they, something's really pushing their buttons and then they might do what we call try helping, mm-hmm. which will bring their conscious up into a different level of being, of course. So uh, it's better if you don't push those buttons. And um, I notice also that from your debriefing on the client, that they will... They um, they don't appear to be doing anything, but they do get insights or they get information mm-hmm. from who knows where. They, I have no idea where that came from, but... Yeah. Many people say, oh, that was so weird. But they've been given epiphanies or they've been giving understandings. They just like, how can that do that? Because that higher part of your mind or whatever aspect of your mind that is, mm-hmm. does know everything. And it'll let you know what you need to know. Which could be nothing for some. But they, they do know they've had yeah. an outcome because you do ask and check. Yes. You check with the conscious. Oh, yeah. Everything's checked, double-checked, confirmed all the time. There's so many steps to uh, just confirming that the client has what they need. And so how do you then uh, get them out of the trance? Oh, well, for me personally, many hypnotists count out. I, I never count people out. I always just ask the mind to bring them out at the right pace for them. Because some people find it quite a long journey to get to their, where the eyes are open again. Now I'll talk about that too, a little bit sidelined. And some people uh, will just come out fast. So I don't judge that and I let them do it. Now, if a client ever came out and they had felt like they had a bit of a hangover, a little bit of headache or something, I would just put them right back in again, which I could do in just a, few seconds because they already have their triggers to go in we have taught them self-hypnosis along that lesson all that time so when they come out they can go back in and come out at the right pace because sometimes the conscious will rush thinking they are pleasing me if they come out faster so I want them to please themselves and come out at the right pace for them okay so just getting back to the eyes now most people why we get them to close their eyes it's about being coming internal and being focused on themselves. Now, some people cannot close their eyes due to trauma and due to whatever. And then you can do eyes open hypnosis. The guys on stage have their eyes open most of the time. And it's not, you always say hypnosis 
this is the other perception, is relaxation. Uh, yeah. If you're not relaxed, you're not in hypnosis. Yeah. That's what they think, and it's not that, because relaxation is not hypnosis. Now, in my level of work here, I want them to be relaxed enough, but I don't want them relaxed to the point where their idiomotor responses won't be very big and all these other things, because relaxation is the bonus we put in. Mm -hmm. And in this work, parts of themselves are in total different places at times. And to mention that is, so actually the work, when you're doing your work, Really, all you're doing is asking questions, like the whole process yeah. is to ask questions yeah. of their higher and, mind. And, and this is a series of questions. Mm -hmm. And the, the person responds, not by saying, typically not by saying anything, because usually they don't want to, is you've allowed their, set their finger up. One will say, this finger can say no, and this finger can gesture yes. Yeah. And that's you work the whole thing yeah. on yes, no questions. Yes, no questions. But understand that those people could uh, come out anytime they chose if I was doing something they didn't want. Mm -hmm. And so when their fingers answer, most of the time people tell me, well, I would have consciously thought that was a yes and it got a no or vice versa. And so they start to understand that that part of the mind is really working for them. Now, some people don't like to speak in hypnosis, mm -hmm. so it's ideal to use idiom motor. And some people do like to speak in hypnosis. And we have a sort of a blend of that. Mm -hmm. And for people who don't, I can do it all idiom motor. But when I'm talking to the client themselves, they can speak easily if they choose. And also I notice uh, in your sessions, especially when you're teaching people, you always teach the hypnotist, ask at least one question in your mind. Yes. The, the mystery of, as if telepathy is working here. Yes. Well, and, and it is. Because what happens is I say to the, my client, they all look at me as if I've sort of jumped off a, a cliff somewhere and I'm a little crazy. But... I'll say to them, because most of them, it's their first hypnosis, right? And I'll say, I will ask some questions in my head. And it'll be yes or no questions. And your finger will answer for you. Now, the reason I'm doing that is that you will start to trust that inner you, that other part of your mind. And when you start trusting that, it'll empower you like crazy. And you also mentioned, I mean, that is... There's no way to test if it's working, except you always get a response. And yes. there's no way to test if telepathy is working in every way you're doing hypnosis. Mm. But it's merely just part of the process to allow the yeah. client to become more comfortable in this whole process. Yes. Because in that process, in the past, I mean, this has been, what, 15, 16 years on the, on the move of how I got where we are today. I find when they get to that place of being with that part of them, that part of their mind, it is so easy to allow it to happen that they can do it easily and they don't need to know consciously necessarily mm -hmm. but they'll get as much information as they want so the telepathy they don't even need language in there so what we have done in the past for just when we're teaching is we've had different people in the class in different languages and we'll actually get them to do it with someone who speaks only english or something to show them that Language is not needed there. The language is for the conscious mind. Right, and that may seem crazy, but you want to think about is if you ever want to look up Seth Godin, he says that the biggest part of you, the, the driving force in you, has no language because it's the emotional. We're driven yes. mostly by emotions yeah. uh, or intuition, yeah. and there's no language there. It has to be yeah. translated into language for our yeah for our the conscious. conscious. But we're dealing mostly. Most of us are dealing with no language. So that's why we ask the mind to give them as much information as they can have. So that's mm -hmm. put in the right language for the client. Right. And it will be there. 
It's like um, even the, if you look at the other processes of, of hypnosis, Ericksonian and, and uh, neuroscience even, is do you know if that is real or is it just the way your mind is giving you the story? Because it's the same difference. Yes, it's the same There difference. only is the reality. As Bob you. says, real or imagined. <laughs> Bob Burns. Bob Burns. And what he uses is the swan. And it's a very informal induction if he would even insist it's not hypnosis. So... Uh, but I think everywhere is hypnosis and everything is hypnosis. So it's just another form of working with that part of the mind that can do stuff. And so on that, so that that work, the way you, we've described the way you do it, what you do mm-hmm. video motor, that is using fingers, yes, no, uh, having the conscious really just yeah. s- stand aside and working with this higher mind. And we make of, sure we find a comfortable place for them to be, right? The, yeah, well, the comfortable the mind the, the conscious, conscious mind, mind to be and sorry and then the other processes like you've had so many different hypnotists on uh, hypnosis everywhere and very few of them do it this way they all have their own yeah. way if you listen to melissa tears very uh smart intellectual lady and she goes for that neuroscience type thing yeah to get the same outcome yeah you're just bypassing the conscious or actually she works with the conscious and the rest yeah and, and you need the balance between the two. And, and we always agree on that, Melissa and, and I. And she uses uh, not, it's not what are, smart techniques, as it were, to allow the conscious to allow the work to happen. Yes. It's a very smart lady. Yeah. And then there's the Ericksonian types who use stories. So they're telling... Metaphors. Metaphors. They're reaching past the conscious, same as a bypass of the conscious, but in a, with stories. So there's, the conscious sort of buys into it. Oh, yes, okay, that sounds all right, and I'll do that then. And so then they, as if they get all parts together, working yeah. together through that process. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. What What is the best process is the one that works best for the hypnotist and that the client finds them to be the ones that they're in rapport mm-hmm. with. There is no, um, if you're going for hyp- hypnotherapy, there is no, oh, this kind of hypnosis works for this and that kind of hypnosis works for that. It's not, it's, as you say, it's up to the hypnotist and the client. The hypnotist... Yeah finds their method is works for them best, then it works for them best, then they get the best outcomes. Now, from my point of view, is I always want to know that I have total rapport with my client. So that's part why I do the consult. That's why I do certain things. And and that's to me, is the most important thing because we are together working as a team. Okay, so now when we emerge people... Um, Usually they tell us what we call a debrief. Some people will tell you a lot. Some people will tell you little. But all hypnotists know that sometimes in that debrief time, they tell you something that was so juicy, so important, that you now wish you'd known before. But in my case, because I only work, they've already learned their self-hypnosis now. They've got those that we've been practicing it. And we just go back and address that. Okay, so wait. Um, so so you, you've taught them self-hypnosis as part of this session too, is Yeah, the first session always has self-hypnosis. And after they emerge, we practice it. So they are able to put themselves back in, or no, no just, little triggers to put themselves yeah, back into Yeah, they have it. So they just easily can go back into hypnosis. The next time they come, so the first session is usually an hour and a half to two hours, depending on the client. We do as many issues as we can. And then we go to a second session, which usually is only about an hour because we don't have to do all that other work. They just go right in. We start the work. We do whatever the mind wants to do for them that day. 
which can be anywhere from 45 to an hour and 15 maybe or something, but usually it's about an hour and averages out at that. And like anything else, like muscles, the, the more you do hypnosis, yeah. the, more, yes. the, more, the more fear you let go of, or more uncertainty yeah. you let so go of. So let's say I have a client that comes in the first time. It takes an hour and a half to two hours because their conscious mind has to completely start to be okay with letting it happen. And once that happens, and you've done this issue and this issue and this issue, maybe let's say two or three issues in that session, they go home feeling different. So we also need to find out from their mind how long that processing will take. Mm -hmm. And in the second session also, the first session, the way you do your hypnosis, you want the conscious to always be on board. So you're doing a lot of work sort of surreptitiously for the conscious mind. Well, it's not as well. surreptitiously as such. It is just that the conscious mind hears it, understands it, is not necessarily attached to it but understands. So we make a balance between the conscious understanding and maybe asking a few telepathic questions or even anything so that we keep a balance where the conscious knows and what it needs to know. And so by the second session, not only do they have their own triggers, so they have their own built-in induction, mm -hmm. as it were, yep. the conscious is not so on... It's not so on guard. No. So you can go much faster, actually. With well, the same work. remember that in the pre-talk, we talk about the little dog that's always there protecting you. The conscious is all like a little dog that's guarding, right? Mm -hmm. and, and now it can sort of relax at their feet and have a little snooze with one ear up, right? right. And actually, I know about the pre-talk, but the listeners don't. No. But uh, if they wanted to go to innissimpson.com, uh, on the front page is the pre-talk that you yeah. give your clients, yeah. which is basically just an understanding of what hypnosis and what's happening yes. in this session. Sort of a blend of what hypnosis is and what we do in SP and a little bit about the philosophy. And what I ask people, I don't care what belief system people have. I still will do a holistic program. It doesn't matter. So I just ask them to be open to possibility. That's all. And allow their minds to do this. Let the their mind do it. That no it can matter. do. Because the, the mind can, in your, in your uh, process, the mm -hmm. mind can do whatever is necessary to help that client. And, you know, there's some other processes we do that. Uh, I just find, from my point of view, of course, I like doing my stuff because it's, for me, it's very holistic and it's very uh, full, yeah. right? Complete. Uh, complete. Complete, that's a good word. But there's play things like old pain to go that he, they do the similar idea. They have a person... It's different. Uh, they're not looking for the full depth, but they're looking for a depth that will help the client do it. So they're consciously talking to the client all the time and getting the client to answer questions for themselves from their subconscious. So those are all similar processes, and they all have good outcomes. Uh, the Jeffrey Stevens, like I say, that's Rob DeGrove teaches that, and uh, Jeffrey Stevens has been passed on, so... Some of the, all the greats, uh, as we're, we think of in my generation of hypnotists, are, are leaving. So it's time to fill the spaces, fill right? Fill the shoes. Yeah. Fill the shoes and walk on their shoulders and move ahead. And as um, the interesting thing is modern hypnosis, it's not... Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, these people you've talked about, this type of hypnosis, mm -hmm. you're, as uh, your friend uh, Beryl Komar says, there's no script. But, yes. but except for the client. It's like yeah, anything the else. The client is the script. You go with the client. So every yes. every session will be different based on the client. Mm -hmm. It's not like um, uh, you go to the doctor and get a pill for this and a different pill yeah. for that. The hypnosis session is based on that client. Yes, only. Uh, 
which really makes it a, an interesting thing because in, in SP, I don't have to luckily know that. I don't have to figure that out mm-hmm. because the mind figures it out for them. Yeah. And that's makes it easy. People say, well, you know, they used to laugh and say when I said I was a lazy hypnotist and, you know, being Canadian is sort of self-deprecation, but it's accurate as to say I'm an efficient hypnotist. I get as much done as I can in the time I have. Well, thank you, everybody. And there's our little documentary on a hypnosis session, on one of my own hypnosis sessions. And that we're tying it all up for you now because it's just about time to go. So thank you very much for being here. And next week, we have Larry Garrett. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol, with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 